This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The complete works of Tacitus, to which are prefixed political discourses upon that author, edited and translated by Thomas Gordon, with introductory essays by Thomas Gordon. Volume 1. Introduction and Dedication. To the Right Honourable Sir Robert Walpole, First Commissioner of the Treasury, Chancellor and Under-Treasurer of the Exchequer, one of His Majesty's Most Honourable Privy Council, a Knight of the Most Noble Order of the Garter. Sir, as you were the first who promoted the following work in a public manner, I take liberty to present it to the public under your name, and to do an act of acknowledgment for one of generosity. Be pleased to be the patron of a book, which under your patronage was composed. It is natural and common for men, who profess letters, to seek the countenance and protection of men of power, and from such of them as to greatness of fortune were happy enough to join greatness of mind. They have not sought in vain. Power without politeness and complacency is at best distasteful, often hated, amiable when it knows how to condescend. It is thus that men in high stations avoid envy from such as stand below them. He who cannot rise to their height finds a sort of retaliation and amends in their coming down to him. No man is pleased with the behaviour which represents him as contemptible. To make us think well of ourselves by another showing us that we are well thought of by him, is a generous and artful civility, a lesson which stately and rebuking men want to learn. A mean man of great quality and figure, for such incongruities we often meet, teaches others to scorn him by his showing that he scorns them. Affability, therefore, accompanied with good sense, which will always guard it from exceeding, is the art of keeping great splendour from growing offensive to the rest of the world. It must be owned that no affability, even the most flowing, no genius, even the most elevated, can escape particular distastes, and from the dislike of persons to that of actions the transition is easy and too common. Men do not easily discern good qualities and intentions in one to whom they do not wish well. All men, even those of the most unexceptionable characters, are apt to form their judgment over hastily, when their passions are warmed. And from this cause it has often proceeded that the inevitable misfortunes of times and accidents have been charged upon such, whose interest and study it was to prevent them. This is one of the evils and uneasinesses inseparably attending every administration. When a state is under heavy burdens and difficulties, the means to relieve and support it will be almost always proportionably heavy, and as whatever proves heavy, however necessary, is easily called oppression. So the hand which administers a remedy may merely, because it is felt, be easily styled oppressive. Besides the reason which I have already given for this address, I have another one taken from the character of my author, as he was a man of affairs, a great minister. I choose to represent him to another, 
to one who, having been long engaged in public life, having had long experience of men, seen far into their bent and foibles, and being conversant with the mysteries and primary operations of government, can thus readily judge whether Tacitus has refined too much in his politics, or been over-severe in his censures upon mankind, or whether this charge has not been chiefly raised by men of speculation, who, however furnished with learning, were yet unacquainted with the transactions of states, and ignorant of human nature, or perhaps willing to do honour to it, or to themselves at the expense of truth. Men are to be known not by theories, taken up in closets, but by commerce with men, and best of all in those great scenes of public life, where you, sir, have sustained for so many years a high and important part, and gained eminent experience as well as the just opinion of great sufficiency. I could here, agreeably to the usual style and purpose of dedication, say a great many advantageous things, without risking the usual censure incurred by dedicators, but such things I would much rather say of you than to you. In this place I shall only profess to be what I entirely am, with perfect truth and high regard. Sir, your most obliged and most obedient humble servant, T. Gordon. End of the introduction.